And that verse, verse 44, is the one we take our thoughts from today. Ye are of your father the devil, the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. <clears throat> the father of all liars is the devil. Don't be mistaken by that. He is the father of liars and lies. <clears throat> and he's foisted that on the human race, has he not? We've all met liars in our lifetime. Bold-faced liars. And we've been deceived by liars in our lifetime. We've been convinced they're telling the truth. Well, they're of the devil. And let me point out this morning some of the lies that the father of lies has foisted on the human race. I'm so looking forward to the day when he and his, his followers, will be exposed. Aren't you? Exposed before everybody to see. All those business dealings <clears throat> that have been based on lies. All those things that we've been told that are lies. Praise the Lord. The Lord knows every one of those and they will be exposed. And the old devil <clears throat> will be exposed completely. And a shout will go up from the saints, praise the Lord <laughs> for that day when that happens. <clears throat> Anything that's happening today in our society and through our governments that's a lie around the world will be exposed. Won't that be great? <laughs> Anything they're making us do that's a lie and based on a lie will be exposed. That'll be great. They're itchy, aren't they? I shouldn't say that because you'll feel itchy now. <laughs> you know, when they first came out, about a year and a half ago, everyone rushed down to Bunnings and bought the place up. I mean, but I had packs of them in the shed because I was used to wearing them. <laughs> Just had them, had them in the shed and I didn't have to rush off to get them. And uh, you, you get used to wearing them after a while. <laughs> Some say it's a conscious thing I just can't stand it okay <laughs> I know I sympathize with you I didn't wear them because of necessity but because of choice back then <laughs> but anyway <clears throat> praise the Lord he knows what we're going through he knows what the world's going through and one day he'll deliver us from all these things and you'll be able to breathe easy <laughs> in fact You've got to breathe in outer space without air. That'd be good, won't it? <laughs> How the Lord does that, that's, you know, the mortal body will be changed. We'll have an immortal body. And uh, won't have to eat, but can. Won't have to breathe, but whatever. The Lord knows. And looking forward to that day, which is coming soon. Praise the Lord. Let's pray and ask the Lord's blessing on our study and exposure of the liar the greatest liar in the world, the old devil. Thank you, Lord, for your word, and thank you that it gives many examples of the one who is our greatest enemy, the devil. I pray that we wouldn't give ear to him or listen to his wicked ways and wicked suggestions, that we wouldn't follow his ways, because one day he will be exposed and all those that follow him. Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts to the truth and would love the truth and would follow the truth and obey the truth and walk in the truth. Speak the truth to our neighbour and one to another. And Lord, that you would convict us of the truth. And if we've gone in the way of error, that would be corrected and walk in the way of truth. 
that gives us liberty and gives us, Lord, boldness to be able to speak it and tell it and preach it and live it in our lives. Lord, I pray for our missionaries that are out there speaking the truth to those that have been deceived by the liar. And that, Lord, as they expose the error, that the people who are listening would heed the truth and live the truth and, Lord, be liberated by the truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, what wonderful thing it is. As the old man, the leader, said, what is truth? He was, he was speaking to the truth. The Lord Jesus at that very moment. And if he only obeyed and listened to him, he would have had liberty. Lord, I pray that today as people listen, hear the truth, that they be liberated. Lord, bless the missionaries. Bless those that can't be here. And bless those that are all listening in to this and other sermons today that are teaching the truth. We ask and pray your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> Let's... Just touch a few. There are a multitude of things that we could speak of this morning, but some of the main ones. That the father of lies, the father of all lies, tries to put on people. That there is no devil. <laughs> That's what he wants to tell us. <laughs> I don't exist. I mean, the devil says, I don't exist. The devil wants you and me to think that there is no devil. And many people believe that lie today and make fun of anyone that thinks there is a devil. You see, if you don't believe there is a supernatural, you don't believe in a devil. You don't believe in God, you don't believe in a devil. And uh, <clears throat> remember when, I, I don't, who was it, the leader in America, <clears throat> said he, he said the axis of evil. And he was put down for saying that because evil means there's a devil. <laughs> and uh, people didn't like that thought. Uh, and if you bring up evil, that means devil, and that means we've sinned, and you don't go there. We're not sinners. We're all good people. No. <laughs> there is a devil, and people don't like to talk about it. There is evil, and there's evil in our hearts, and the devil can influence us and fill us with his lies. The old evangelist, Billy Sunday, I don't know if you've ever read of him or heard of him, but <clears throat> he said, I know there is a devil for two reasons. He said, the Bible declares it, and I've done business with him. <laughs> and that'd be true, too. <laughs> and as a Christian, you might have fought the devil. But as a non-Christian, you might have done business with the devil. Right? And as a non-Christian, people might have had a guiding spirit, done business with the devil, literally. Yes, there is a devil. Don't believe the lie that he put, puts on us that there is no devil. He can get away with a lot if you believe that. Let's just for a moment think of Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, you know. <clears throat> we, we think of a person talking to a snake. What, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, we had a magpie. We made, say, a few things, and we had a crow. We split its tongue, and we had it talk a bit, a bit and a parrot, you know. We were on a farm, and we had those things. But a serpent, he already had a forked tongue. <laughs> it, you didn't have to split his tongue, but talking to an animal? I mean, who was the man that talked to the ass? <laughs> Balaam? Talking to a donkey? What are you doing talking to animals? But here she was talking to this snake. <clears throat> and I suppose the natural reaction is when an animal talks to you, you talk back to it. It seems to be something of a pattern in Scripture. And here's this serpent, and this serpent is... And I don't like serpents. Do you like serpents? No. The best serpent is a? <laughs> no matter what the government says about serpents. I don't know if our vets present here today uh, operate on serpents. Never? Good? <laughs> if, you bought, if someone brought a serpent in to fix it, 
you do the um, yeah, <laughs> you do the right thing. <laughs> I don't think anyone would <clears throat> give it an in, a lethal injection. Give it a COVID injection. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but it hear this one spoke and they listened to it. The devil is real. Spoke the devil spoke through this serpent and deceived. You shall not surely die. And all the things that he is real. We see that right there. And he spoke again in Matthew chapter 14 to the very Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. In chapter 4 of Matthew, verse 1, Then was Jesus led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the who? Devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. And he answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up. And who is he talking to? He's talking to a being, a literal being, the devil. And it's the Lord Jesus. The devil is real. To say there is no devil is a lie. And the world's been deceived by that to thinking there is no evil one. <clears throat> I think my son-in-law, Brother Peter, there was, you know, out hunting once. And, and he was, and he's, you've given your testimony, Peter, about the, um, he, he was into the New Age movement. And uh, into that that realm, into the evil spirit realm, and he thought he was con connecting to the to the supernatural, and was. But someone put the question: Well, there is a devil. There is the realm of the supernatural, the devil, and as God, and that sort of Peter set back Peter on his heels. Well, which one am I into? Which one am I following? And so that, that was a sort of a shock, a shock that shook Peter to think, make, made him think there is a right and a wrong. There's a good and an evil. And the book of Ephesians 6.11, put on the whole armour of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. It's so plain in Scripture, Second Timothy 2.26, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the Devil. I mean, we are Christians. We know these verses. Um, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. First Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Does the Bible talk about the devil? Everywhere. He is a liar and he's trying to say there is no devil. <laughs> Don't believe in that because that way he can deceive you into believing the evil that he promotes. In Revelation 12 and verse 9, it says that great dragon was cast out, the old serpent <laughs> the, called the devil and Satan who deceiveth the whole world and was cast out into the earth and his angels. So it's not only the devil but... His angels, and we know them as demons, were cast out with him. And verse 10, we read on there, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, who accused them before our God day and night. You see, there's a great war going on. There's a great battle going on. We can't see the unseen forces of the devil and his angels fighting. And the angels of God and God and these things happening. But praise God, he's going to win the victory. And we see them cast out at that time in the book of Revelation. There was war in heaven. And that's where it all started, wasn't it? When the, in the heart of this perfectly created being with that was created with a free will to choose to serve his creator he chose to rebel and that's where evil came from and then he tempted mankind and they chose to follow him too
You know, if you say there's no free will, you really get messed up with the whole thing right from the start. <laughs> and only those that choose to follow the Lord will be in heaven and eternity with God. You can choose to rebel. You can choose to believe. In Revelation, Revelation chapter 20, and the last one we refer to in saying there is a devil, it's all through Scripture mentioned, chapter 20, verse 2, and he laid hold on the old dragon, the, the dragon, the old serpent, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. And uh, verse 7 of the same chapter, and when the thousand years were expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. And go out and deceive the nation. So he is mentioned over and over again in scripture. Don't believe the lie that there is no devil. The evil that we see around us. We can blame the devil for a lot of things. We have evil as well. And we can do wrong as well. But he will prom promote evil. And we do believe he does exist. The Bible. The second lie that he will promote. He says the Bible is not God's word. He said to Eve, what did he say? Chapter 3, verse 1, Yea, hath God said? That's what he comes and whispers in our ear. Hath God said? Is that really what God said? Is that really what the Bible means? The Bible is the inspired word of God, isn't it? It was uh, Tony had us look up that verse this morning in 2 Timothy I think it was one of the verses that he had us look at this morning in 2 Timothy chapter 3 in verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The Bible is God's word. How many authors wrote the Bible? God is the author of the scripture. How many human authors were used to pen it down? 44. 40. 44. 44. And how many years was it written over? 1600 years. But you see, because God inspired these men to write it, it's consistent throughout. And it that we've been looking at the common, what's the common thread, was it? The common thread through the scripture. The message is one. <laughs> the message is one. It's got a common thread because God is the author. Though they lived over hundreds of years, different men inspired by God to write it, it's got the, co because God is behind it all and it is the scriptures of God. <laughs> Hath God said, Hath God said he's coming again? Hath God said that the nation of Israel will be back in the land? Hath God said there will be a kingdom? He has. He has. He has. And it will be fulfilled. Is he going to fulfill his promise to Abraham that he'd said? This is the Sunday school repeat. <laughs> that is a great message, though it's just a real shame he didn't use a King James Version, isn't it? Because I just see so much more because you say you say it in your mind in the king james that when he when he says it and when he says what he says with passion about that it all is based back to what god has said and what god has promised and if god has said it what is he going to do he's going to do it he's going to do it he's going to do it just remember that and the devil comes and said, has God said? He whispers in our ear, has God said? And what do you have to say? Yes, he has. And he's not going to back down. And just because hundreds, centuries have gone, just because millennia, millions of years, I mean, millions, <laughs> I've been listening to too many evolutions, haven't I? <laughs> just because thousands of years have gone and it hasn't happened, it is going to happen. <laughs> and we're on the threshold of it, folks. <laughs> we remember the millennia mania back in two th uh, year 2000 and everything's going to crash. And you know, even the whole world was excited about the millennia. 
But it all come and went and nothing happened and we're still here. <laughs> but millennium, thousands of years have come and gone. But God has said, I praise the Lord for his word, <laughs> that it's settled in heaven and nothing's going to change. He will keep his word. Second Peter, Second Peter chapter, chapter 1 verse 19. I love it. <laughs> Because this really comes down on those people that believe in new prophecies and new revelations today. Because Peter just said that I was on the Mount of Transfiguration. I saw the Lord and his glory. With Peter, James and John, we were there when we saw Moses, you know, <clears throat> there. And we saw the Lord transfigured before us there. And a voice came from heaven in verse 18. We were with him in the Holy Mount. We have this is what he said. We have a more sure word of prophecy <laughs> unto which you do well to take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. We saw this physically. We saw the glory of the Lord, but we have something even better. You know what it is? <laughs> the word of God. We have the Bible rather than some experience some physical experience with, that we saw with our eyes. We have the Bible. Folks, we have the Bible. And be sure of it. It doesn't change. It's the same what? Yesterday, today and forever. Don't believe the lie of the devil that the Bible is not God's word and it's not for sure and it's not forever. It shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star, the Lord Jesus, arise in your hearts. Knowing this, there is no prophecy of the scripture. Knowing this first, there is, that no prophecy of the scriptures of any private interpretation. Don't pull things out of their context. <laughs> For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> God-inspired word that we have in our ha hands today and I pray in our hearts. <clears throat> John twelve forty eight says, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him the word that I have spoken. The same shall judge him in the last day. In Mark 13 and 31 it says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And so the Bible is not, is not God's word, says the devil, but the Bible says it is God's word. It is for sure. It is forever and not one jot nor one tittle. And we could go on a lot about God's word. Not one jot or tittle will fail till it all is fulfilled. Praise the Lord. A third lie <coughs> that the devil whisper in your ear, you're not so sinful. You're not so bad. Proverbs 20 and verse 6 says, Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, <laughs> but a faithful man who can find. The devil wants you to think you're a good person. But if you, for if you're a good person, you don't need salvation, see. Don't believe his lie. Listen to what God has said, Isaiah 53, 6, All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. Everyone, not just some, not just the person we know is clearly a sinner, but every one of us has turned away to his own way. Jeremiah seventeen nine, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked, who can know it? Who can know your own heart? Who can know the depths of our own heart and how far it will sink into sin if given the opportunity to go there? We have to guard our hearts. The scripture tells us to. You are, I am, we all are so sinful. That's what it cost, that's why it costs so much for the Lord himself to give him himself a sacrifice for our sins on the tree that we might be saved by his grace through his sacrifice in Romans chapter 3 I keep referring back to it and chapter 3 verse 9 what then 
Are we better than they? No, in no wise we have before proved Jews and Gentiles. They are all under sin. As it's written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understands, there is none that seeketh after God. You know, we esteem education. And we say, well, educated people are good people. If you get an educated person that is a sinful person, they might behave well, but they can be educated and they can do evil things more wickedly. (laughs) They can be trained to do evil and cover their tracks. They can be trained to do, they can be trained to do good (laughs) as educated people and do good and praise God for that. But still, they are sinners. And still, they need to be saved. And it's very hard for them, as we've preached not so long ago, to admit that they're sinners and need salvation. Because the Bible says, everybody. You know, the the whisper of the devil will be, you're not so bad. Don't worry about it. You'll make it to heaven. And you talk to unsaved people and you say, Well, ask the question. Most people won't even listen to you ask the question. Why should God let you into his heaven? And what is the first thing they respond with? I have done this, that, and the other. And they'll name their good works, won't they? And that's what they think. Because the devil has whispered in their ear, you've been a good boy, you've been a good girl, so therefore you'll get into heaven. And you you won't. You will not. And God will. Because if that's the case, as we'll see tonight in Romans chapter 4 that was referred to this morning in the Sunday school, God is in debt to you if you're going to get into heaven by your good works. And God is no, no man's debtor. He's our creator. He's our sustainer. He's our keeper. And he is not in debt to us and never will be and never can be. We are in total debt to him. If God was not, we wouldn't be. And if God hadn't done what he's done, none of us would be here. If it wasn't for his thoughts and his creative acts, we wouldn't exist. So don't listen to the lie, you're not so bad. Fourthly, the devil whispers, God is too good and too loving to send anyone to hell. Isn't that a popular thought? (laughs) Don't believe this lie. There is a hell and many are going there. What does it say in the scripture there is a hell for? Why was hell created? And you need to know this answer because people will come to you and ask you, What does the Bible say hell was created for? Who does the Bible say hell was created for? Yep, good. The devil and his angels is why hell was created. And it says also in Scripture that hell was enlarged. And why was it enlarged? Because people are constantly rejecting. Rejecting, rejecting. God wasn't planning to send people there. And don't believe the lie that there is annihilation after death. Because that's not what the Bible says. It's not what the Bible says. In Psalm 9 and verse 17, it says, The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. And there are nations that just declare themselves atheistic, unbelieving. And they shall be turned into hell. But God's grace, (laughs) praise him for his grace that even within those nations, those atheistic nations, there seems to be more saved people than in the Western nations that have free access to the Bible. Doesn't there? 
that he's grace. It seems that persecution brings out a desire to have. When you're told you can't have it, the desire is to want it. And then in those nations, they're seeking to get a copy of the scriptures that you can have 10 copies of if you want to. And they desire to read it. And then they come to a knowledge of the truth through the spirit of God that leads them. But in our country, you know, well, it's collecting dust on the shelf. It, it, and until it's taken away, and maybe it could be one day, from us, then, then we'll look for and desire to have it. Hide it in your hearts while well, we've got, still got it. <laughs> so that it can't be taken away <laughs> from us. Well, don't believe the lie that a, a loving God wouldn't send anyone to hell. It, because of his very character and nature, he has to. Because he's done all he can to save sinners, he can do no more. <laughs> the only thing he can do more is compelled people to be saved, and he's not going to. He, it has to be by a free choice. That's why I'm not a Calvinist. <laughs> he doesn't want robots in heaven. Yes, sir, how high, sir, what? Yeah, God doesn't do that. It's your choice. And so you believe by that, and in heaven there'll be all those that choose willingly to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Matthew's gospel tells us much, just a gospel of a few of the verses that speak of hell. Chapter 5, verse 22, it says this, But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother, without a cause shall be in danger of judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of counsel, but whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. Verse 29, it says there, And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members shall perish and not that the whole body shall be cast into hell. Verse 30. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of the members should perish and not that the whole body should be cast into hell. Chapter 10 and verse 28 of the book of Matthew. And who's, who is saying this? Who is speaking these words? The Lord Jesus himself, and it says, The fear, fear not them who kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. You know, the SDAs will get a hold of that. See, destroy, <laughs> obliterate. No, no, read the rest of Scripture. Compare Scripture with Scripture. It's eternal, eternal suffering. There in verse 23 of 11 of Matthew, And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted, Unto heaven. Why? Because Jesus ministered there and gave a lot of these stories and, and preaching there. Though thou shalt be brought down to hell, for if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained unto this day. In other words, it would have repented. Chapter 16 and verse 18 of the book of Matthew 16 and 18. There it says. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 18 and verse 9, it says there, And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out, like we read a little earlier, and cast it from thee. It's better for thee to enter into life with one eye than to have two eyes and be cast into hell fire. And on and on it goes, and probably one of the ones that we know best is Luke chapter 16, there where the man being in torment after he died, the rich man, in verse 23 it says, And in hell he lifted up his eyes being in torment, he wasn't annihilated, he was there alive, being in torments, and seeth Abraham off, afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. He was tormented in this flame, he said in verse 24. And thou art tormented. And it's, it reads, the word torments about used five times or so there. And he couldn't get out of that place. And so it is a literal place. Don't believe the devil's lie that there is no hell. And God, the Lord Jesus, because he is just, God, because he is just as righteous holiness, 
there must be judgment on those that reject his way of salvation. And he will put those who don't believe his way to be the only way into that place of torment where it was prepared for the devil and his angels who also rejected God's way. Another lie of the devil, you won't be able to endure or last as a Christian. <laughs> Thank God when we put our trust in him, he holds us, does he not? He holds us in the palm of his hand. And book of Jude says this in verse 24, Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Unto him who is able to do this for us. In Philippians 1.6 it reads, Being confident of this very thing, that he who hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ. He will perform it. And in Romans 8, there, the passage on, the, on security in verses 35, what shall separate us from the love of God? Nothing can separate us. Don't believe the devil's lie that you will not be able to endure or last because the Lord keeps us. And that passage in John's Gospel, John's Gospel chapter 10, as I mentioned, that he keeps us in his hands. It's in chapter 10 and verse 27 of the Gospel of John. Don't believe the lie that he, we cannot be kept because Jesus said, verse 27, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, they follow me, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall what? Never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father who gave them to me is greater than all. No man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. There you go. <laughs> you got the promise of God against the devil's whisper that he will keep you. Don't believe his lie, <laughs> that you aren't secure. A sixth lie of the devil, there is no, <clears throat> there is too much to give up to become a Christian. There is too much to give up. Live your life. You've got a life to live, you know. Eat, drink and be merry is the devil's motto. For tomorrow will you die and then you won't be able to eat, live and you know, be merry. Young people, this is one he whispers in your ear, isn't it? If I give my life to God, I've got to be restrictive. I can't do what I want and please myself. Hmm. Well, it'll cost you for eternity if you want to do that and listen to the devil's lie. A very big lie it is indeed. In Matthew chapter 19 and 29, And everyone that forsaketh houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake shall receive a hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life, is the promise of the Lord, is it not? <laughs> Too much to give up? Well, what about eternity? Consider that. Don't believe the devil's lie. <laughs> Do not Trust him at all. In Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24, Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life will lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. What is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Whose word are you going to listen to? The devil's or the Lord's word? <laughs> this is the Lord's word. You can gain the whole world and lose your own soul. You look at those millionaires, you look at the billionaires. Are they happy people? <laughs> what do they want? They want more. They got their first billion, they want two billion, they want ten billion. And I don't know what the richest person is in the world or who it is and how much they've got. But if they had the whole world, would it please them? No. <laughs> now they want... Who's the fellow flying those things up and into outer space? Branson, is it? And he got up there. Was it this week? He got up there and flew for three minutes or something and come back down. And how many millions of dollars does it cost? You can buy a ticket if you want to go up there. It's around and something thousand dollars. You want to enjoy it for three minutes. How much is that a minute? $100,000 a minute to enjoy float around in weightlessness. 
But what? For what? Hey, I'm going to have weightlessness without a cost. Because <laughs> I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and he's going to take me up one day in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, and we're going to go, whoof. <laughs> with a, he's paid it all. <laughs> and we're going to be in heaven and not just get out a little bit. <laughs> we can go to the third heaven <laughs> in the presence of God with all the wonders that are attached. Read Revelation and see the glory of it. The splendor of an eye hasn't seen, it hasn't entered into our heart. The things that God's prepared for them that love him is going to be glorious. You're going to give up too much? <laughs> A little slither of time compared with eternity in the presence of the Lord? Don't listen to the devil. <laughs> you can gain the whole world and lose your soul. He's a liar. He's a liar. And anyone that listens to him or anyone that goes down the path of lying or believing a lie and, and, and living a lie and telling lies. <laughs> Ever been betrayed? It hurts when you find out you've been betrayed. And I pray that all betrayers would be, be, would be exposed. All liars would be exposed, even in this life. And that their lies would be so exposed before men that the truth would be revealed. Wonderful truth. Isn't it wonderful living truth? You can walk down the street, you know, not in pride, but you can hold your head high. I'm living the truth. I'm living the truth. And no man can accuse me because I'm living the truth. It's not pride, it's just you're living the truth. You can't say I'm living the dream because <laughs> if you live the truth, you'll be shot at <laughs> in the back usually. But live the truth, folks. Think of what we receive when we're saved. The wages of sin is, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. 1 Timothy 6.17, Charge them that be rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, but nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Walk in the truth. <laughs> we don't give up. Nothing compared with eternity and the blessings of it. Remember Jim Elliot? And I was just born when that all happened over there in Ecuador. And the missionaries, the five missionaries were killed by the Orca Indians there when they went in to give the gospel. And the story, if you haven't heard it, you've probably heard it in Junior Church or, or, or Kids Club and the, and the and aeroplane and they, you know, they did a tight circle with the aeroplane and hung a rope down and and gave it down, that was the first sort of helicopter thing, if you could say it, put things down to the Indians and, there, and, and, and they lifted up stuff from them and then they got all killed. But remember what he said, Jim Elliot, happy is he that gives up that which he cannot keep to keep that which he cannot lose. Happy is he, folks. Happy are you if you give up that which you cannot keep to keep that which you cannot lose. That's what uh, Matthew 6 is all about. <laughs> Lay up treasures in heaven. And the last lie we look at and mention, you have plenty of time to get saved. <laughs> You've got plenty of time to get saved. Don't believe it. You may not have another minute. Trust the Lord today because, behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Proverbs 27.1 Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. There was a man back in 1995, I was working at Yakandenda, 
I was to do a job for him. All lined up and worked out. I was to start on Tuesday. On the Saturday, he's out in his paddock. He's struck by lightning, dead. There's a man, another man at Yakin. It's dangerous to live at Yakindanda. <laughs> That's just where I happen to be working. But I was working in... I know exactly where I was. It was a real dusty, dusty day. <laughs> I didn't have one of them, actually. And <clears throat> working for him, young man, young family. He's working on the hospital in, in Albury, in the base hospital, caught Legionnaire's disease, died within a few days. You see, you don't know if you've got tomorrow. Now, he was a Christian, that one. The other one wasn't. There was another man, Yakandanda. We'll do he and his partner, that was the partner, were just living together. And he asked me to come and do seven dams. I'd done five dams. We had Brother Hustler here for a week of meetings years ago when Hustler's boys were only little. And they come out and had a drive on the bulldozer. They all sat in the bulldozer, had a turn pushing some dirt. The man met them all, met Chris. I talked to him about the Lord, this man. And um, I said, look, can't do anything for a week. We've got this man preaching for us. Come in. That man died of a massive heart attack. He's only in his 50s. He, he, he lived next to uh, Rob Schmidt. Actually, who, uh, Rob's passed away just... And his funeral was about a week and a half ago, I think. But he lived next to Rob Smith. And anyway, I got a phone call before the week was out and said, he's passed away. Can you do the funeral? And he was sort of, what? I'm in the middle of doing the jobs. He's passed away. My meter to the funeral, these folks have never been to church. And it was a privilege to do the funeral of an unsaved man. We had to... We had Joe Manick and Harry Schmidt. I said, you come and pray. You sit at the back of the church. We hired the local Uniting Church. and We had an organist who was a, who was a farmer I'd worked for, who was, a, who was a Uniting Church fellow. He played the organ. He was another guy, and we just had a funeral. But the message was given. You know, that man did not know that he wasn't going to be I didn't know he wasn't going to be alive. If I'd known, I probably would have pushed the point a lot harder. But he had said this. If ever I go to a church, I go to that bloke's church. <laughs> And so that's why they asked me to do the funeral. But folk, you don't know if you've got time. The devil wants to whisper in your ear, you've got time to get saved, leave it, leave it. Let me read a little story here about Oswald J. Smith, this interesting little story. And I've got it pinned here. A man dreamt that he saw Satan seated on his throne and all his evil spirits gathered around him waiting for his commands. Suddenly the question was asked by their master, who will go forth to ruin souls on earth? The answer came readily enough from one. I will. What will you tell them, Satan's responded. I will tell them that there is no God, was the answer. That will not do, he said gloomily. Men know there is a God. Again he asked the question, who will go forth to ruin souls? I will, said a second evil spirit. And what will you tell them, Satan asked. I'll tell them that there is a God, that he is a just and holy God, and that they are too bad to come to him, he replied. That won't do, Satan replied. Their very need will drive them to him. Beside, while there <coughs> are Bibles left in the world, they have only to read how God invites them. Once more, the dreamer heard the terrible question ring through the courts of darkness. Who will go forth to ruin souls? There was a pause. At last a third spirit repeated the words, I will, and what will you tell them? I'll tell them, he answered slowly, that there is a God. I will tell them to hear the gospel as often as they like. I'll tell them that, it's <coughs> that, it, that it is all true, but I'll tell them there is enough time to think about accepting God's offer. There was a murmur of applause and then, go forth said the prince of darkness, you will be successful. He went forth and is daily deceiving 
thousands. There is time. Just put it off another day. Wait until you've had your fling and fun, then believe. And there's a lot of souls in hell now, multitudes, who said, tomorrow will be sufficient. I'll leave it till another day. And if you're here today or listening in and you say, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll get saved. Know it. You'll put it off. The devil's whispering in your ear. Don't believe his lie. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that it clearly tells us there is an evil one who doesn't wish any well upon any human. He wants everyone to be in hell with him. I pray that none of us would listen to any of his lies today and that we wouldn't follow him in lying, cheating and doing all the wicked things he has done and invites us to do. But Lord, we would not listen to the lie that we've got time because none of us are promised time. We could be gone by tomorrow, by today, by this evening. And today is the day of salvation. And Lord, if people could come, would come, will come, they'd come now and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. The jailer was told to do it now. Don't leave it until tomorrow. The most important decision of life is believing on the Lord Jesus Christ that if they shall confess with their mouth and believe in their heart on the Lord Jesus Christ they shall be saved that they may do that now Lord as you strive with their spirit and their soul and speak to them Lord that they might be enlivened and indwelt bless as you seek souls today in Jesus name Amen